is this working? Talking to your microphone? See, apparently the working? guy who wrote the novelization for Jaws 4 wrote the novelization for Jaws 2, and Jaws 2 is based on an earlier draft, so it's way different than the movie. So Okay, I fixed I, it. I want to read Jaws 2. I don't know how, but I fixed it. Okay. I shouldn't I shouldn't go second, by the way. You should okay, go I'll go second, and then we'll say yeah. hello to you. Yeah. Okay. What? Is that, do you think he faked that so that you would stop doing it? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work again. Oh, no. Okay, we are rolling. Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair podcast. I'm Eric. This is Josh, and we have special guest, official Mayfair spouse, Emily, joining us today. Hi. That was pretty good. We couldn't decide whether she should introduce herself or we do it, which sounds sexist, but it's not meant to, you know. We're just all about having fun here. And- we just came off of the biggest technical difficulty ever in mayfair podcast recording history that lasted like as long as the podcast i feel like yeah i could be exaggerating but now we're working it was pretty elaborate to get me to leave but i stuck through it it almost worked (laughs) yeah she was not nervous and then so we had to wait long enough for her to get nervous with this (laughs) fake audio problems it was just a little rascals no girls club trick he pretended to call his wife too and he was like oh uh gwen wasn't (laughs) even plugged in yeah please fix this this real problem so emily you're Are you working from home from your real grown-up job right now? I am working from home. I am taking this week off, though. Oh, that's interesting. People are taking time off from the horrible... Well, I guess you didn't have a time off, so it doesn't... I had a week book off at the beginning of April, and I wasn't able to take it. And I was like, oh, I'll just keep working. Yeah, you were going to go to beautiful downtown Winnipeg. I was, yeah. (laughs) It's a shame that lovely trip was canceled. But I I, I needed that week. I needed it, so I took it for this week. See, it's weird because I've never worked a real day of work in my life technically <laughs> so i've worked on film sets or i've worked in rock and roll or working in corporate gigs or working comic in comic books like he works at all books. the best geeky stuff basically i've never had so it's weird like i always joke before this happened that you lose track of days i don't know what a long weekend is i don't know what a thursday is because on a thursday i might be sitting at home writing a script or working on mayfair stuff or doing social media stuff but i've never ever ever gone to an office or that kind of thing so all the people who do have real important normal jobs they might be feeling this way more than i am because i'm a bit used to sitting at home on the couch on a laptop and still being a productive member of society yes i'm very lucky i don't have an office job i do get to go and walk and yes talk to people yeah but i still needed the time yeah and like what's our airports god i can't imagine what an airport looks like right now so (laughs) planes are still flying i guess I don't know. I stopped. It just seems like things, everything stopped. And so now I'm like, I was are wondering the same still flying? thing. I thought, are planes still flying if it's like, okay, we've got a dozen doctors we got to get to somewhere? Yeah. And, or, or if they're flying like uh, organs or something, like that must oh, still God. be a thing, right? Like, I don't know. Like, does a heart get a seat, but like some guy doesn't? I don't know. It's funny because I listen to a ton of podcasts, but people said actual show to show listening is down just because now people aren't walking to work, aren't busing to work mm-hmm. and they're busy doing other things. So you're not listening to the same amount because you might be at home watching TV or playing video games or whatever. One of the LA podcasts I listened to pointed out that he has noticed no planes flying overhead and living in Los Angeles prime Mm -hmm. used to be planes all the time. And I was like, I didn't even think of that. But as soon as he said that, I was like, I don't think I've noticed planes flying over as much. Yeah. Or really anything. And like, and the uh, ozone uh, layer repaired itself too. So yeah, we got that fixed. going for us. Oh my God. That's the worst, best thing is that <laughs> it's like all the animals have come back to like in Italy where all the fish have come back. And yeah. I mean, our canal is super destroyed, but is that going to get better? 
I don't know. Can it get worse? I don't know. Like I don't know if it can get worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. That's there's some weirdness to it because it's like yeah, people are doing less podcasts, but I've watched more movies in this month than maybe ever. Like yeah. maybe on any given month, I should say. So geez, I think I'm at like 49 movies this month that I've watched. And not to make light of people who actually like to go outside, but I have trained for this my whole life, and <laughs> I, I, Gwen will still be daily going for a bike ride and stuff like that. I'm a bicyclist, but I'm not, I don't have fun biking. Like I know people who just go out like to go somewhere. Yeah. I'm not like peewee on the bike and kind of singing along and have it like, I will bike to be like, I am going to go to work. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to whatever. I'm not one of those people just, and she'll just make a circle and like, that's her outside time. (laughs) And she asks me every day and I'm like, nah, I'm good. She's doing donuts (laughs) in the grocery store parking lot. (laughs) Like this is my fun now. But I know some people it's driving them crazy. And you know, we're, at this point, not at the point of, I mean, who knows? Like, we don't have to be inside. Mm-hmm. So you can still, and I think I've lucked out because we're on a second floor apartment that's a decent size and has a balcony and lots of windows. So I haven't felt like my brother in Vancouver lives in a basement apartment and that's a whole new world. Like that's different. That's you're in a bunker. <laughs> Emily's friends just bought a place in Vancouver that's like a small place i mean it's vancouver so bottom place in vancouver yeah i mean there's a lot to like in that story and be confused by but yeah like it's a condo yeah are are they are they like monopoly millionaires with monocles and top hats (laughs) (laughs) no they've been there for 10 years though and the people that owned it gave them a pretty good deal they like them yeah it's yeah. like a pretty good deal in Vancouver. It was and only 2.4 million. Beautiful. Well, it's beautiful, but it's a shoebox. But it's a beautiful shoebox. Like my brother's apartment, if I remember correctly, he's paying more than we are. And our place is a in the glebe, hardwood floors, mm-hmm. big kitchen, two bedrooms, living room, everything decent yeah. size. And he's paying more for a basement with like a little bit of windows. <laughs> no balcony, obviously. No ba- Yeah. <laughs> and he's in a nice part of town, but he's in like every... It's similar everywhere, but everybody in Vancouver, if you have a house, you're renting out your basement. And so he's in that. Yeah. And he's like a real grown-up. He has a real job. but And he knows friends and coworkers out there who see what he has. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. Because it's Vancouver. Yeah. It's so <laughs> terrifying to me. It's a beautiful place. And there's lots to do. And you're close to the border and all that. But I, I couldn't imagine like just what you could afford somewhere else to think to go there instead for less because it's nice. You know, oh, just for yeah. me personally. Like I, if you're in... If you're in like movie or TV or whatever, like it makes a lot more sense. But it's the same with Toronto to a point, just like even more expensive somehow. I lived there in Vancouver as a student. And at one point it was, and it's a good friend of mine who I got to see again recently. And this, everything pre now is so weird. But in January, Gwen and I went to Seattle and to Vancouver and visited an old college friend of mine who now is in animation. And it was so good to see her, but we were reminiscing. It's like in the good old days, it was a two-bedroom apartment, and she and our other roommate were in rooms, and I was in the living room. And it was comfortable, but we were all, like, you know, 20. And it was oh, like, man. and that was three students getting by. But you can't do that when you're a grown-up. <laughs> you, you were, like, sleeping in the living room? That was your room? My room, yeah. So there was no living room, and yeah. I was in the living room on a futon, but oh, I had, yeah. like, my nerd posters on the wall yeah. and everything. And we had a kitchen and... Did you get a door? No, no door. Yeah. Was there a TV room or did people just have their own thing? I think I I had a TV. I think we just must have had that TV and maybe the girls had little TVs. And, yeah. But and it was, so it was like sometimes you'd watch stuff together in your yeah. room basically. But... And I was like the young, dumb nerd living with <laughs> two 
amazing attractive ladies and you look back on it and i remember like boyfriends must have looked at me and been like oh my god that guy yeah yeah and i know people at school and i was just you know i'm still dumb but i was really dumb then and people jealous of me total three company style living with two cool film school girls yeah but like we live there and i can't remember what the rent was but probably by today's standards by today's standards we're probably paying 700 each or something to live in this vancouver nice apartment so when I see people there with families and stuff, and I know many people live way out in Vancouver, in any city nowadays, mm-hmm. but like my dream is to live within a block or two of the Mayfair, but there's nothing, and there's just kind of normal looking row houses down yeah. Sunnyside, nothing fancy, but there's nothing within a stone's throw of here that's under a million bucks. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah, that's it's it gets depressing very quickly. It's like, man, if this was just the 70s and we were the bad part of town. Yeah. Well, it's like I've been telling Emily like my dream and it's it's, you know, every, you know, youngish person's dream is this, but it's basically just be like go to like some older people who want to retire and or get like a smaller place and be like, "Look, we won't bulldoze your place. We just want a yeah. place. We can't afford to pay what a developer could pay, but we also won't destroy your home." So it's like can we give you a reasonable rate and everyone's happy like i can has home like it's just you know that's not how life works but that'd be ideal because like like that's one of my biggest pet peeves is people developers you know just destroying unique homes just for overpriced garbage in my opinion well you look at all our neighbors on euclid if you're out of town or go on google maps and look at euclid and mag street and they're just these giant beautiful houses and every once in a while i'll walk down that street because we've parked on that street before coming to a movie or something like that and you see people inside just going about their lives and you almost want to go up and like knock on their doors and be like who are you how'd you do this what happened your house is worth four million dollars and you know i don't think you're a a hockey player or a movie star yeah how'd you do this i know there's a real estate guy there and it's like well he probably just saw the listing early on yeah (laughs) he's like well i'm not showing anybody else this listing i think maybe some people live in places like that and are too real grown-ups like she's a lawyer and he's a professor or whatever yeah. he, she, she's a doctor and you know he's a architect and they live there in the same way that we live in apartments yeah like they don't have porsches they don't have butlers and like it's just the percentage like all their money goes towards their land tax and their mortgage yeah. and their whatever so they or, can have it but they can't they're not living the high life no well and not to sound like sour but it's definitely also one or both parents are well off and helped yeah it's like i literally have a friend who owns a home with his wife a few blocks from here and oh, then like his parents are well off her parents are very well off and they both individually have good jobs yeah. so it's like and none of that is jealousy it's just like that's just kind of how it turned out yeah so it's like it just happens like this is a great location if you're coming from a lot of money <laughs> yeah you, you take advantage of nepotism as you can right like it's just yeah it is what it is and so like that's awesome for them and like i mean sure we would all like that but it's also the thing too is like it's not super quiet if you're trying to you know live in downtown or whatever like it's not you know you're not going to get the quiet of the country or like even a little further out kind of thing so, no which sounds like sour grapes or <laughs> it's like i wouldn't even want to live in here this, <laughs> this would be terrible but every, everything in life, like every humble brag you have, like a lot of it's because of skill and intelligence and hard work. But one of my dreams comes true. I got to write a DC Comics cartoon. I got a story credit on a DC Comics cartoon. Man. The only way that happened is because my two friends write on that show. Yeah. And I happen to, I'm never not confident enough to say, hey, can I help you out? And I kind of jokingly said, hey, I know a lot about DC Comics. If you guys need any backstory, need anything, let me know. And that dominoed to me getting a story credit on an episode man but if i hadn't known them never would have happened so that's a hundred percent me having friends 
But at the same time, you have to think of any accomplishment like that. If I had just thrown them the worst ideas ever, they would have been like, yeah, we're going to put this on the fridge here. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Man, I had that. My buddy uh, Nick O'Gorman was doing like a Lovecraft adaptation and it was like involving cats. And he's like, send me pictures of your cats and I'll put them in the story. I was cool. like, oh my God. It's like Smokey Robinson and Cat Stevens and I don't know if Milan made the cut on that one. To be honest, the third not as cool cat. And we didn't have Patrick Stewart at that point, you know, so he'll be in some future story, I guess. Yeah, my friend, God, this is 2002. My friend knew he was getting a gig drawing a Star Wars comic. Had no idea what the context was. And I unabashedly was like, you got to put me in this comic book. This is the closest <laughs> I'm going to get to being in Star Wars. So it ended up, it was a Jango Fett story. Oh. And he phones me one day and goes, you want to be killed in a Star Wars comic? <laughs> it's like, yeah. So he took a couple photos and I am killed by Jango Fett in the comic. Does Lee know about this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that seems like that's a rift between you two guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would never, never get over that. But the funny thing is now because of Disney, that comic book is not canon anymore. Ooh. All the comic books. So you didn't die. So now I'm not in canon anymore. Oh, so man. it's still kind of cool. Jeez. But now I know more people in comic books. And so now I'm like, everybody, you got to get me back in there. Man. You gotta now you're just begging. Book. You're getting desperate now, though. You're like, please. It's the best accomplishment of my life. And it's gone now. God. I know people will be curious about your cat updates because we forgot to mention this last time. Yeah. But last time the cat hated you. Yeah. And it and was a big then, rift in your home. Well, that was two podcasts ago. And then last podcast, I forgot to mention him, obviously, because things went pretty well. But yeah. I'll pass it over to Emily for a Catrick Stewart yeah. updates. Because <laughs> he likes you. Uh, he's, he does. You're his favorite. It's well, a, a big rift in the household that yeah, the cat went is. to you. <laughs> I'm smaller. I'm quieter. I can just be still. And he likes that. You're like a little more looming. Yeah. You were trying too hard. Things. Too I really, needy. I, a little. I was. But I was also being like, I was getting right down with them when he wouldn't come out. And I was playing with them. And like, I, he played with me first. And like. I pet him first. He, well, it. no, no, not, not quite true. I petted him first, but he didn't want it. I, oh. It was a forced pet. I was playing him with this string. And then when he walked by, I quickly petted him. And he like skittered about, you know, he didn't like it at all. But. So I don't know. I shouldn't be bragging about that, I guess. I forced pets on a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really good. But I'm a good man. <laughs> Am I, that was a question, I guess, more than anything. They're but, all indoor cats, right? Yeah, yeah. They're feeling the vibe. Like a uh, smoky... Milan can go... We have like a back uh, balcony as well, but a sunroom out front. So they all go in the sunroom. Smokey goes out to the back. Milan has gone. She's just skittery, skittish. She's weird. We don't trust this because it's like Catrick's turning one in June. So it's like, I don't trust him to be able to go out and not jump on the roof or jump off the balcony or do. Yeah. Cats are, you know, young cats these days. You know, they're always going crazy. But but he's great. We can pet him and, you know, he likes, he seems to like me. He's, he prefers Emily, but, you know. He doesn't run off when I <laughs> doesn't walk by. everyone prefer that, Emily? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm very, very used to that. But yeah, it's been eight straight years of people preferring Emily. But it's still, I mean. You think you'd be used to it by now? Yeah, they prefer Emily or the cats. It's like, it's it's pretty good. But no, it's nice. He's it's a real, real turnaround. He's He's been a lot of fun. And I've been able to pay, put him on my lap, which Emily has not been able to do. Oh. So that's the one no. thing. <laughs> he doesn't care for that. He's, no. But, and also like, this sounds bad, but like, we forgot what it was what it was like to have a younger cat and they'd want to be playing most of the time. But like 
when you get used to having older cats, like our other cats are 13 or 13 and 12 or whatever. And so you're like, you get used to being on the couch and you're like, oh, here's a ball. I go have fun. And you got, oh, this guy again is jumping around. We're like, okay, here's a string. It's like, oh, this is a And then you pass it off to the other person and be like, okay, your turn. Yeah. And it's just, so we need to get one of those like things with the fake mouse moving around under it, you know, like the the little electronic devices and whatever. So I don't know. It's, it's going okay. It's, it's you just need like fun. Three or four more cats. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that. We we're like, <laughs> well, not four, but I mean, maybe like, I don't know, one more cat. Cause like Milan stopped eating for a couple of days and we were like, I don't want to say she's our least favorite cat. We love her, but I mean, she's our least favorite cat. And so we were kind of like, oh no, this is sad. But then we were like, although, <laughs> like, and so, but then she got better. We were like, great fantastic she's, horrible she's just well. listening you're getting in trouble i know that's probably true like they're they're big fans of the podcast okay they call I, it a podcast though it's podcast, terrible i don't boo. like it yeah i keep on forgetting to actually talk about haven't gotten complaints about this yet i think everyone's in the same boat everyone's keeping on doing podcasts even yeah. though it's not directly about what the podcast should be about especially this one yeah but to give some updates it has allowed us to do some things around here like we replaced the hot water heater trying to do a couple more repairs like that around here but the greatest thing that has happened is selling off all our seats and some other stuff. We sold the piano. We sold one of the couches, all four exit signs. And I started sending out certificates. And I did it all day yesterday. And I did it some of the morning today. But it took forever because I wasn't speeding through it like data entry style. And everybody was sending back these nice stories. Either <laughs> just sad, happy ones. But like it's for my grandma who can't come to anymore. Or it's for somebody who passed away. Or it's for my dog. Or it's it's the first date we had was the Mayfair. All these stories. So that's a very, very nice thing. What little silver lining from this horrible worldwide pandemic <laughs> is that. That humanity. And especially small business. It's rich people don't support each other. Small businesses support each other. And on the weekend, Kevin from Targ and the other Targ guys were driving around deliveries. So Gwen and I got to stand on the balcony and talk with Kevin as he left pierogies and beer on our front porch. Well, pierogies and beer. You can order. I think, um, I don't know if they're doing it again. Next weekend, they might actually be just open to go in and get stuff. Hmm. But yeah, we ordered a couple things of pierogies and beer. And it's this weird world where talking with Kevin from the balcony, he leaves it on the front porch. You know, no interaction, no going to the front door, all this kind of stuff. But the world's still spinning in that way. Like Gwen's been getting all kinds of crafts delivered from local places Mm -hmm. and Urban Spice. We had some groceries delivered. So there's all that kind of stuff. But people are still, not a lot of people, but people are still like, oh, when are you reopening? And you just got to hold your tongue and be like, well, we don't know. Like, we don't make that decision we're not like ah thursday yeah and all it's still confusing because like all the stuff that's happening in the states in different states oh, you know God, and yeah. like and, and even ones that are like oh you can reopen may 1st or whatever and a lot of businesses are like yeah we're good no thanks you know and yeah. especially like a, a lot of the movie theaters there are just like what are we going to show like yeah. what, there's no movies like i think and this is just a guess because i haven't even stayed up on the news because it's just depressing like yeah. I, I know some people some of my friends who are real social media butterflies and that's all they're doing that's all they're doing and i'm yeah. like just go oh, go watch a movie just yeah. get, go make some lego get off of there yes. blues fest got canceled today mm-hmm. the big yeah, and, yeah. and that didn't shock me well it shocked me how long it took but yeah. at the same time apparently a lot of that too was about just like the longer that you delay like there's just certain like tax incentives and stuff like that there's all just ways that you have to do it or else you're gonna be screwed pretty much well i think we might be in a world too where our friends down in the states are the worst in the planet right now so i could see a world where canada's back open even 
semi, mm-hmm. but it's still like, yeah, don't go to the States. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, who was here at Blues Fest this year, but, you know, say it's like in the past few years, like Foo Fighters, Wu-Tang Clan, Weezer, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can't come from the States to Canada, that really diminishes who's going to play at a festival. It'd be great for Canadian bands. We all Canadian bands. <laughs> yeah. But, and there's just the math, right? Like if us, Targ, Black Squirrel Books, schools, whatever, can be like, yeah, we're opening up, but we're going to be careful. We're going to have... 50 people per screening, whatever. Mm-hmm. If Blues Fest had 40,000 people, it's just the math of that. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, then two mm-hmm. weeks later, we got 5,000 more people in the hospital. Man. So, Well, and what's weird too is like, our studio is going to lower their percentage if we can only have 25 people in the theater. Yeah, we'll I We'll never know. make money. I don't know. You know, like it's, there, there has to be some sort of, that's a whole other conversation. See, as we all know, Hollywood is evil. Yeah, yeah. And they they <laughs> so, like to take less money if they can, I believe. Yeah, like who knows? Like, again, all guessing, but maybe Canadian distributors, maybe more indies will be like, hey, we'll give you a deal. We'll mm-hmm. give you a better percentage deal, a per ticket deal, whatever. Yeah. Just try to get stuff on screen even back catalog stuff like that would be kind of smart if people were like okay here's something that got a very limited release or never yeah. got a release so you can have it for half price or a quarter of the price whatever you i know. never even thought of that like re-releasing like old movies well yeah especially some stuff that maybe got a one week release ever and then became a huge hit or a, a cult hit 20 years later you know like i don't have an example but well, we just missed out and then there's contemplation of stuff that is now available digitally right when we show blues brothers or army of darkness or the last waltz I would argue, I would guess that 50% of the people coming own that movie on Blu-ray or DVD yeah, or whatever. Sure. So, like, we just missed out on Little Women. If we screen Little Women now, even though it's out on mm-hmm. digital, would people come to get that big screen experience, that fan base? Yeah. It's so hard to say because despite what people think, most of what we screen is new. There's always this misconception of people mm-hmm. who aren't Mayfair fans who think we yeah. screen all old stuff. Or new restorations. Or, yeah. If you go back and look at a schedule for a month, it's few and far in between. Like it's here and there. If there's no brand new stuff to screen and in the months in between, whatever, Birds of Prey Mm -hmm. has gone out on digital. Yeah. We don't know. Like it's this weird world. I thought as a tribute to Blues Fest, not as a to kick them when they're down, but say like we all miss Blues Fest. So we're going to screen The Last Waltz. We're going to screen Sign of the Times. We're Mm going to screen Shut Up and Play the Hits. We're going to show some concert documentaries in honor of that. Would that work? But we don't know. Like, we could wake up tomorrow and they say, cinemas can reopen with a percentage, half full. Yeah. If we're allowed to show... If we're allowed to have 100 people per screening and 100 people come per screening, right. we're cool. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, it, and that's the thing, too, is like it almost doesn't matter what you play to a degree because depending on what that level is, people will come anyway. Yeah. Like people, and we, we've kind of discussed that before. It's like, oh, I can go to a theater. It's like, yeah, I'll be one of 50 people to see I don't care. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And I think there is some concern to people being scared to come out and play, but I think more people are desperate to come outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a hockey stadium is going to do. Like, can you have a hockey or basketball game, but tell people we're only selling this many seats right. and they're all six feet apart and that still be financially viable yeah, for a hockey stadium? And for food, what do you do? Like, do you I have just no have idea. no lines at all? Do, like, do you get up at your seat when this other guy doesn't get up? I don't know. Like, I even thought, because we have, that's another thing we miss is we have a Saturday morning cartoons in the bank. Yeah. We have it. We're ready to go. So say we come back, and I just keep on saying July, just because I think May sounds crazy, yeah. and maybe July is far enough away that if we come back in June, it'll be nice, mm-hmm. you know? But So say July, we're back, and a weekend in July, we say we're doing Saturday morning cartoons. 
maybe we might say we're not doing cereal buffet. Yeah. So, mm, yeah, yeah. so we won't charge the extra money. We'll just charge normal ticket prices because mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoons is usually two bucks more. So we'll say no cereal, no milk out, none of that. We'll still show three hours of cartoons. We'll yeah. still have candy bar open, but buffets are no good right now. People yeah. can bring their own bag with like milk and cereal totally. already yeah. mixed in it. Yeah. And, and we might be told like, because that's a show that always sells out. Right. So we might be told you can't have 325 people in there. You could have 100. Yeah. So maybe do it two days in a row and say yeah. we're doing it that you know it's it's all maybes now it's or all... it might even be worth it to do it like two days in a row like yeah. do the same show two days in two a row same show. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, you don't have to do tickets per se but you know you can just have just like say, yeah. don't buy don't come back both days please <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. be a jerk like but yeah because something like that because it will sell out yes but you know if you only have a certain amount it's like because like we don't want to throw away money either that's the other thing yeah because our business is it's so funny when people say, is fill in the blank going to be sold out tonight? And you're like, well, we hope so. But yeah. our sellouts every year are Saturday morning cartoons and Rocky Horror. And it's not a lot. Yeah. In our capacity, if we say we can only have 100 people in here and those 100 people show up. Yeah. That's fine. That's good for us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that might be as good for Blues Fest, you know? Yeah. It's, it's weird. But so that's what I think my uneducated guess is maybe we will be open and Blues Fest, Disneyland, yeah, sports won't be open until 2021, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, shouldn't be, but yeah. I I don't know because it's just, there's so, it's hard to tell, like, especially league to league and like place to place, you know, because like if they say Disney can open, they're going to open, you know, I mean, they just will. They shouldn't, but <laughs> and, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, I, I miss I miss basketball as much as the next person who likes basketball which I guess is Emily. Um, but <laughs> we all love basketball. But like, yeah, at the same time, I'm like, it's all good. I can wait. Like, I don't care. Like, there's this panic to like figure this out as fast as possible. And I just don't think it's pertinent or necessary, you know? It Plus, is- says the guy whose team just won the basketball, the championship. But yeah, still, I don't know. Some people are just crazy. But yeah, like new content of any kind. It's like, oh no, we're going to run out. We're going to run out of food. We're going to run out of shows. We're going to run out of movies, sports, all this stuff. It's well, like, that's, that's it's been important. my jinx where ages ago, jokingly, a friend of mine writes for television. And I was like, tell Mr. and Mrs. Television to just stop making television. <laughs> because you can stop for a decade and you're not going to catch up. Because for me, I like old shows. And I realize the amount of old shows I've never seen. Yeah. Like, I've never oh, seen God. the original Newhart. Yeah. And he, I, he had like three or four. Yeah. I've, I've seen some shows. of the later ones when I was a little, little kid. But the original stuff. Or I've never seen most of, say, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. All these kind of shows. Oh, yeah. So that's all out there. Movies, everything. Like, on an average year, I forget that I see, you know, a movie or two a week. Yeah. Most people don't do that. <laughs> Most no. people go to the theater like once every couple months, if that. You look at the stuff available on streaming now and everything, and I don't really have anything to recommend for this week because I didn't see any superb movies or anything like that. <laughs> but as a platform, my recommendation is Shout Factory TV. It's a free app or website. I don't know how their business model works because there's no commercials. And hmm. on there, they have, Gwen and I have been plowing through mystery science theaters they have dozens of mystery science theaters they have a bunch of movies and documentaries they have a bunch of old shows like kind of leave it to beaver style shows and it's just on there commercial free and you can just watch it and it's not like torrenting or anything it's free yeah so you can go to that website shout factory and just watch a ton of free nerd content mm-hmm. and yeah. even have like 
kind of cult movies. Like I think they have Willard on there, old like seventies kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so you love Willard. Oh yeah, it's just there. Everything's there. So yeah, there's there's still plenty to watch. We watched. Uh, I was trying to. So I went, I went on a uh, a thing between Heaven's Gate, both the movie and the cult. And so I was like researching oh, yeah. both. This is the state that I'm at in this in this quarantine. And so I managed to convince Emily that we should watch this making of Heaven's Gate. There's like a documentary, basically just everything that went wrong with the making of that movie. I'd never even heard of it before that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was telling her it's considered to be like the biggest flop of all time. And like, you know, I don't know if it still is, but, you know, and just the whole fascinating story, like to come off five Oscars from the deer hunter and, and you can make whatever you want. And then you make this. Yeah. <laughs> and just this whole. So she was like I don't want to watch the movie but I'll watch the documentary we watched the documentary she's like okay I will watch the movie so we watched the director's cut because we're buttons for punishment three and a half hours and in the first like 10 minutes we're like god this is dry (laughs) it's just so slow and rethinking all of my life decisions that (laughs) led me up to that moment yeah yeah and so we never do this but we were like skipping through long scenes with no dialogue where they're just like looking at each other and stuff and I was like it's beautiful like beautiful the wind and the scenery oh yeah and you're like oh wow this is just epic but like epically boring is what it was and it was just too much so I can't recommend that but like it's just kind of a rite of passage to see it but we did watch two good movies. One was Longshot. The one with... Jesus, I can't remember either of their names right now. Um, oh, Seth... Yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen Seth and Rogen, uh, yeah. Charlize Theron. I think you yeah, liked it, it good. as yeah, well. I liked yeah, it. Some good, good gags. And then uh, we watched this movie, Bad Education, uh, with Hugh Jackman. That was about oh, yeah. uh, the admissions scandal. But not the newer admissions scandal that we thought it was about. It is a 2002 one with just basically like two teachers stealing $11 million from the public school. Yeah, I saw Hugh on one of the talk shows speaking from his kitchen talking about that nice. movie and he's like <laughs> making an omelet or something he like, totally <laughs> was like he, it was like he and his wife in their kitchen that's what talk shows have become now but Man, that's fun yeah i want to watch that oh and uh, as a side note the saturday night lives have been very good the last two weeks that they've done yeah i've never watched saturday night live for years same same and i, I just randomly tuned in to the last one and it was hilarious because they're it's forced creativity yeah and, and so, like you literally just you know, it's silly and they're bumbling, but like, it's so charming. It's so weird. I guess I recommend that. I don't know how you watch those things now. I believe but. you can watch Saturday Night Live in a legal above board manner just yeah. on Global Global's website. I think yeah. you can just watch it on there. I watched it live on Global Whoa. on TV. Like, yeah, with an at- antenna. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? what's the TV? I can't even <laughs> yeah. believe this. So yeah, those are recommended as well. And lastly, because I know you're probably going to say we're running long and we have to cut this short. Uh uh I'm very excited that they've announced that there's a Hellraiser HBO series coming out. I didn't hear about that. Hellraiser HBO. What? And it's directed by David Gordon Green, who did Halloween and uh, Joe, uh, our, our one of our favorite Nick Cage movies, and written by Michael Doherty, who did Trick or Treat and Krampus. And is Clive executive producing it or something? Uh, they haven't officially announced that. They did say that it's unrelated to the movie that they announced, the David Bruckner film right. that they're also making. It's not going to be related. So complicated. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's weird. But I was just like, oh my God, like big budget, creative freedom, good people, HBO. Like yeah. how could anyone be upset by this? And then the horror fans are like, yeah, but you know, it's going to end bad. Like <laughs> Never read Game the of Thrones and Sopranos, you know, it's going to end bad. I was like, oh no, we'll only get five great seasons of Hellraiser and then a bad ending. <laughs> Anyways, that's my rant for the week. My friend works at the NAC, and the NAC put a nice little social media post out saying, you know, we're closed. And Gwen and I had tickets for Hamilton for, God, when? June? July? Sometime coming up. Yeah. And they canceled it because, you know, it's the end of the world. And I was guilty of my eye trickled down to the comments, and I looked at them. (laughs) And I was like, 
guys. <laughs> like, and it was people being like, oh, we were looking forward to that. Oh, we bought the tickets to that. Oh, we. But we want to go. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. They didn't just do this. This isn't because, you know, the actor doesn't want to come. It, it's the borders closed. They can't yeah. even get here right now. But just that. And and again, it's like probably most people were like, oh, we look forward to seeing it in December or we'll see it later or, you know, thanks for letting us know. But just yeah. people not seeming to grasp <laughs> that none of this is being done just to inconvenience their night out at the, the, the theater. But the joke's on you. That's actually just a musical about the city of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. It's not that the popular one. Yeah, that'll be the fallback. Why did we pay so much for this? This isn't good. So it's like, it's same with us. Like, we don't know when we're coming back. We hope it's soon. Yeah. Maybe it'll be at some half capacity kind of thing. When we come back, we don't know what we'll be able to show. Yeah. My <laughs> so, brain will be at half capacity when we come back. That's God. for sure. But I'm totally going to need to come in and be like, oh, these are the buttons you press. This is the... Like, <laughs> am, I, am I Josh? Like, I can't yeah. even... This is too much. But yeah, we'll, we'll be playing something. We, we we promise that we look forward to being back. Oh yeah. my God, I look forward to being back. Every day I think about it. Well, I mean, amidst the, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> everything else that's going on in my brain. I'm, I'm already anticipating the giving an introduction speech before a packed house and just doing my best not to burst into tears. Yeah. <laughs> whatever a packed house is at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's 50 people, that's gonna be cool. That, but, I, I will say it would be kind of neat to quote unquote sell out every show. Like yeah. if it's like 25 to 50 people, you're like, holy, we're yeah. really crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we're back to normal, yeah, that'll be something. It's cartoons <laughs> all the time. Oh, all the time. Very excited. But yeah, so stay tuned. Keep listening to the podcast. Keep an eye on social media. We've had good social media stuff lately. Just stuff like I posted. Um, there's a Mayfair theater that used to be in Dartmouth, and I posted about that. Or Kermit the Frog did a from from home Rainbow Connection. Just like, oh my god, it's and too much for you. The Muppetry on that Kermit. He comes out, and right before he sings, and it, and it's like a forest behind him, and he just he sighs. He does this little sigh, and it must have been the performer's cottage house, whatever. And just the performance of this sock puppet with ping pong ball eyes does this little sigh oh my god and then after the song he does another little kind of sigh and kind of shakes his head and walks over and his little arm goes up to turn off the camera and it was just amazing so posting something like that gets a lot of people just giving it a thumbs up or commenting on it so yeah. i'm trying to just post anything happy movie related as such and it kind of keeps the mayfair out there on people's people's minds you know yeah. so well, that song makes you sad already so. oh my god that song kills me when I'm happy. So, <laughs> okay, man. Oh, also, uh, another recommendation that Netflix series, the guy who did Adventure Time, and I guess it's like a podcast, oh, yeah. but it's like visual. What's it called? The Midnight Gospel? Uh, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's quite good. It's, I didn't it's realize like, that was Adventure Time related. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's straight up a dude's podcast, and the Adventure Time guy animates it, but like not animates it. Yeah. It's a whole world and all this stuff. But the visuals are so bizarre. Like the animation is just like weird, but they talk about philosophy. Um, like feelings and just existential stuff it's yeah. really really it, interesting deep cool. but interesting deep. you know and and like it dropped on 420 so you know what part of the uh -huh. market is but at the same time it's like you could just listen to it and enjoy it you know so it's like all the kids who watched adventure time who are now in their early 20s this yeah. is their like next <laughs> <laughs> like wait you can watch this on drugs <laughs> experimenting with nihilism yeah yeah good stuff good time usually we give a shout at house of targ they're closed right now as well but Keep an eye on their website because they might be doing more deliveries of mm -hmm. beer and pierogies. And our friends at Black Squirrel across the street are doing book deliveries. Everybody's doing all the cool nerd shops are doing deliveries. So go buy a lot of stuff from them. Yeah. And we'll be back soon. 
tune in next week for more ramblings about cats and yeah, stuff. various various updates we'll and try a little to... bit of movie talk yeah yeah it's well maybe we'll have a special cast maybe we won't you know we'll see how it goes yeah hey thanks emily oh, you're very welcome yeah, thanks, thanks for having for me in. take care everybody we'll see you soon at the mayfair and in your ears on the mayfair theater podcast bye bye thank you for not sandbagging me in front of josh <laughs> and eric always steals the last word and i'm gonna do it no don't stop now stop now It has been called the most controversial motion picture of its time. It is the most talked about and written about film of the decade. Now, from the director of The Deer Hunter, United Artists presents Michael Cimino's Heaven's Gate. The story of Jim Averill. He was born into the world of the rich and powerful, but his heart and dreams were with the people. Heaven's Gate, the story of a man's love for a woman, for a people, for a land, for a spirit that would never die. Chris Christopherson in Michael Cimino's Heaven's Gate.